Kyle, it almost felt weird to have a stress-free Saturday with these Texas Longhorns, but Texas came into this game and did what it needed to do and took care of West Virginia in, in uh, a more comfortable game, let's just say, that I think the score would indicate. Texas comes away with a 38-20 to 20 win over West Virginia, up 28 nothing at one point, and just uh, cruised on, on to victory, which, again, feels good and feels like something we haven't been able to say uh, against a, an opponent with a pulse in quite a long time. Yeah, I mean, in, in Big 12 play, it's probably since the uh, 70-35 win over Tech to open up <clears throat> last year. Um, and and before that, I don't know, I guess Kansas State the year before, we still had Herman. So it's been a while to have really comfortable Big 12 wins, especially when we know that this is a Big 12, as we've said time and again, crabs in a barrel year where anyone can beat anyone. You saw all around the conference um, and the country with teams today that you know didn't do as much, right, as we were watching this game keeping an eye on the Georgia scoreline, right? It's, um, it, it's tough. It's tough to, uh, to go out and win in, in, a, in a weird college football season where there's some parity and everyone's, you know, X percentage better and uh, Texas won it, right? They just, they, they started strong with the first half, held on enough in the second half, started, you know, there well. It did kind of feel like the game changed a little bit in the second half after that injury. It just kind of took the, yeah. the, the, the sales out of it. And, of course, we're, we're thinking about uh, – uh, his health and and and, and wishing a, a healthy and, and quick recovery for him, of course, uh, for, for Mr. Donaldson over there on West Virginia. But um, you never want to see injuries. But it did feel like that was such a long time that Texas never really, really got back into it. Um, but it was okay, right? Their defense didn't break. They didn't give up anything crazy. They did have some sustained drives, and they they had a a fourth down conversion that led to a touchdown shortly after. Um, so there's some things to clean up in the second half without a doubt, but on the, on the, the, the whole of it, right. What I really liked on that last drive when they were killing the timeout, Bijan Robinson had been pulled on the series before where they settled for the field goal. Um, it was standing next to choice and Bijan looked just upset and you could tell coach choice was upset with him and he had blown something and he wasn't back out there. And the next time he took the first run after a long West Virginia drive uh, and, and took it eight yards, but he sprinted full head speed into those eight. And he he had about five carries that he was going 110%. We hadn't seen that from him, right? We hadn't seen him just go downhill. He, because of some of the locking issues, had been dancing having to do that. Um, so what I'm hoping is that that was unlocking something, that little bit of this is how you should be running, this is how you can be playing, that they'll take next week into the OU because officially as of 10 02 p.m. on Saturday, October 1st, uh, OU sucks, right? Like we, we, we're looking ahead. It's uh, great to have this one and we'll talk in our preview more about it. But uh, you do start to think about those things. Get out uh, healthy and get out with the right momentum heading into a game where OU is, is, is not uh, either of those things. Before before I jump into my point, I want to clean up something Kyle said. OU always sucks, but it's just <laughs> OU sucks weak now is what Kyle meant to say. So let's just clean that up. We don't want to put any misinformation out there. Uh, but no, I think you're right. And and I, I was like, I don't know. I didn't fully understand or really even want to know why um, why Bijan was still in there. And yes, uh, Esteban is 10 and OU still sucks. Um, but I think for me, the the... The, the unlock I'm hoping for in that same vein was Xavier Worthy. We've been waiting for him to yes. blow up all year. We've been waiting to see All-American, freshman All-American, took the world by storm, Xavier Worthy uh, all year. And tonight, 
he was all over the field. Didn't just have two receiving touchdowns. Didn't just have a hundred and a uh, hundred and what hundred nineteen uh, receiving yards. He also had a passing touchdown. Seven oh seven quarterback rating. Just throwing that out there. One for one for uh, thirty three yards and a touchdown. I think that might be a record. Uh, but no, I think the offense itself. Uh, looked better, especially in the first half. And now there's going to be a conversation about the scoring in the second half still. But I think part of that was by design tonight, right? Part of that, I think, was just trying to shorten the game, especially after Donaldson got hurt. Um, yeah. I think both teams just kind of wanted to get out of there in, in a lot of ways. I think um, a lot of times you see this this turtle offense from Sark, and, and we've been very critical about that. We've been very critical of, of some of Sark's play-calling choices of the, in the uh, – in the in the second half of games, and yeah. I think again, part of it felt like it was by design to shorten the game to keep West Virginia off the field. And the defense itself, um, I'm okay with the bend but don't break that they've employed in this scenario, right? And yeah. in previous weeks, in a tight game, play press coverage, rock the quarterback. But when you're up big, when you're up 28. You know, 28 to seven when you're up four scores at, at one point in the game, it's fine to let them dink and dunk you underneath because they're shortening the game for themselves. They're going to get three yards, four yards, five yards. Uh, and that's, again, part of, I think, the design for it. It's not great. It's not ideal. Do I want to see Texas come out and dominate? Do I want to see Jamison not get a 15 yard drive extending penalty? Do I want to see uh, two offsides penalties become drive extending penalties? Yeah. No, right? Do not want to see that. But I think some of that is part of part of design, part of what Texas is trying was trying to do in this game was just get the hell out of there. Yeah, exactly. Right. After the after the letdown in, in tech last week, it was you have to get a win. You're looking at OU. Don't let yourself look ahead. Get in, get the get the points. And I think they started so strong that they felt good that they could kind of lock it down a little bit, right? Um, I, I I do do think there will be some tape, um, some stuff they, they correct and clean up like you saw little shades of that just extended drive making where it was third downs like Gerald said the offsides gives them a free play and so far the last three times we've had third down offsides free plays tech hit two of them and West Virginia hit one like we got to stop that pass on the free play as well but it gives you know gives the the, the offense a free shot um so there's a little things like that right the, the couple long third down and fourth down plays that they gave up um, you know, you'd like to see, uh, but you know, they got pressure on the quarterback. They collapsed the pocket multiple times um, that, you know, would have loved to get a turnover on a couple balls that looked close a couple different times, but they did good pass breakups. If you like to see that, right. You need to, uh, as even to backs, like JT Davis is not a bad quarterback, right? There were people no, were talking about, he could be a top three quarterback in this conference coming in. Right. I mean, he, he has experience, he has talent. Um, and you know, they have, they have three good receivers, right? Like you basically saw, um, three different players who could hurt you. They had a, they had a drop or two, but, um, and, and you didn't like Bryce Ford Wheaton is a guy who is a jump ball specialist. It wasn't like they killed us with that. I was legitimately worried. Are they going to go up and get six or seven of those? And we just can't stop it. Cause we've seen some of that and they have some speed in the slot and we've seen some of that, but Texas, I mean, look, the, the strength of their defense and, and it's so crazy to think from a year ago is stopping the run. And this was a West Virginia team who runs, quite well and again Donaldson obviously is a part of that um but you know they they basically I guess with 14 yards of, of rushing uh in in sacks which great but that third <laughs> runs for, for 61 yards is the final box score right that's two yards of rush I'll take that especially when you give up 250 yards passing right they just didn't give up anywhere a lot now again the dinks and dunks are recognizable you feel those but in a game where you're up three scores I'm not as worried about it right um I do, I do think uh, in addition to we know who the running backs are, we saw Worthy be who he is. I do think 
uh, Jatavian Sanders just looks really yep. great this week. And I think that is a, yep. an absolute weapon. When you think about where Texas can hurt you, you know it's Bijan. You know it's worthy. You know underneath that, they kind of have understudies at both of those positions. And, and I hate to say that because they're two really talented guys, but in Roshan and Whittington, who, you know, on other teams could be the, the superstar, right? Um, but it was like, what else is there on that offense? And it does look like Jatavian Sanders. Um, we saw the breakout game in the first week, and he's been – we wanted Card to look to him on checkdowns a little bit more, and they've drawn some stuff up for him. It just looks like he really, truly, without a doubt, is a weapon. And I think it's something that's going to give us advantage, right? When we have speed on the outside and we have third downs and underneath stuff that Whittington can do all the rest, when you just add that tight end who can be a safety valve, that tight end who can – be a seam, you know, like a mismatch down the seam. Uh, it could be a jump ball winner. Like it is something that I think can help open up this this offense. And you saw they they had most of their success through 90% of this game through the air, right? And that's Hudson Card. So Hudson Card played winning football today. We've talked about the throws he couldn't make all year. And there were some of those, right? There was a there was a wide open one he, he didn't hit worthy on uh, earlier in the game. And that was yeah. frustrating. Um, just overthrew him. And there was, uh, you know, a, a throw early onto Roshan that Roshan then missed the, the, when they went back to it. But where he had to adjust to it or that was a touchdown, right? So there's those. But Hudson Card played his butt off as he played winning football. He climbed in the pocket, extended plays, made plays with his feet. Some of the deep balls, you know, were a little underthrown, weren't perfect. The, the the Xavier Worthy one, you know, put it up there and see what happens. That's fine, right? Like he made plays happen and he was, you know, playing winning football. And if he's your backup quarterback and he has that upside, right, when he gets a little bit of health and you know that the floor is lifted, that that's a good feeling because I think card healthy probably, you know, you, you have a little bit more last week and a little bit more in some of those other games. It's good to know as he gets healthier the rest of the season and as Ewers comes back at whatever trajectory he does, there's two quarterbacks who start can feel confident. And I think two or three weeks ago, we didn't necessarily feel comfortable saying that. Well, yeah, I mean, he was he was nowhere near healthy two weeks ago. And now he's more toward healthy. I, I, he was still limping after he took a, he took a hit uh, in the second half of that game and was a little little uh, tender getting up. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think um, we again are officially out of the the Hudson Card slander business. We will never allow that ha to happen uh, again in in burnt orange parlance. And so uh, I think we do have to switch and talk about the defense a little bit. And again, you mentioned it. Even with the sack adjusted yardage, two point nine yards per carry is a good average i like especially a team coming in that was doing upwards of like three and a half line yards per rush just based on right. what their offensive line was doing so like right. that to me is a plus especially after texas looked really soft in the middle last week texas looked really soft um uh, on the edges and again there's that bad edge in the fourth quarter and garbage time like the advanced stats models aren't going to count that touchdown I'm just going to let you know like when we look at the advanced stats that one's not going to count because that was garbage time in and of itself so like let's let me absolve you of that uh, yeah. but the, the 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 run game looked good the the rush game looked good as well we talked about there there were blown there were still some blown coverage some blown coverages by the young offensive linemen there were still some blown assignments i'm curious to see what that offensive line groups what what dj campbell's development curve is going to look like if they're going to have freshmen playing and bumping their head do they bring the five star in at some point those are still questions i have especially the ou defense there are questions we saw what happened to them in uh, yeah. funky town today yeah. uh, maybe texas will wear some pur some purple alternates on saturday <laughs> and just strike some fear into the hearts of uh, the Sooners. But I think if that Texas team, and, and Esteban asked this in the chat, if the Texas team on offense that showed up tonight shows up next week and the defense 
that plays in home games travels with them to Dallas and treats that like a home game. I feel yeah. okay going into that game. I don't feel great. Obviously, I never feel great going into OU week. And frankly, I'm just a pessimist as it comes to sports. Texas sure. fan and Miami Dolphins fan. So, like, it's just <laughs> been awful for me for my entire life outside of that short span of time when we were in school. Uh, but, like, this was a team that played winning football on both sides of the ball. Was it perfect? No. But in the Big 12, especially a year where there's so much parity in the Big 12, that level of football can get you to Arlington. Yeah. I mean, look, we saw a bunch of teams look good. A bunch of teams look bad. We've seen teams who flipped that script on how they've looked this year. We'll find out next week how good Kansas actually is and 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 K-State and TC. I mean, we're going to find out. Now we play each other, right? We find some of these things out. But that Texas team today looks like a team that belongs in that conversation, right? Um, that's, you know, that's worthwhile. Can Hudson Carter, Quinn Ewers be as good as Max Duggan, right? I think the answer to that should be obviously, but good for Max Duggan. He's playing well. Um, but, you know, like I, I think Texas should have a more talented offense than what TCU um, has. No, no knock on them. That's just that is what Texas brings to the table. Um, and though OU will be up, obviously, for the game, it's a rivalry week. You throw out the records. You throw out the rankings. You throw everything yep. out because it's OU. Um, so that being said, I do like heading into this one as the more – healthy team right because you're thinking about yep. viewers coming back worthy certainly looked healthy today when there were questions up to the game time around him uh mostly you know around the team we're, we're, we're as healthy as we're gonna be right we have some season-long injuries from before the year but um OU is not in that boat right with health they're gonna be fighting a lot of things we have the past few weeks quarterback and and um some other skill position and key players and, you know, you're coming off of an 0-2 start in Big 12 for OU, which is just in the first year of their new coach is not – it's got to be demoralizing for them. They're not used yeah. to that. So, so you know, we're going to find out some stuff. But, again, it is still Red River. Fireworks will fly. They will be up for it. Texas is going to have to execute the way they did in the first half, both in the OU game last year and in this game. And in the second half, they're going to have to bring that. And it is going to have to be defensive stops getting off the field in the second half. It is going to have to be – I mean – Texas, no turnovers. Again, they got back to that. I like their odds when they don't turn the ball over, win the turnover battle. We've seen just, if you know, teams might have long drives and whatever, but if Texas is protecting the ball and and executing on the plays that are schemed up that are that are there for the for the winning plays, then, you know, they can beat anyone in the conference, and I feel very confident in that. Um, so, you know, a, a good test of, an, of a talented team, though one heading – a different direction next week, but I do think this was a really good get-right game after the Tech letdown. This is the mentality that you got to get in victory formation, feel really comfortable. It was never in doubt in the second half. You know, your your guys are smiling on the sideline. That's that's where you want to be um, when you when you come back home after a tough road loss. You know, th this was what was needed. Absolutely. Coming off of a tough road loss and heading into one of the most raucous environments they're going to be again. It's it's oh, it's the state fair. It's everything with it. So Texas having this net crack game, having this get right game against West Virginia, being able to run the offense, execute the offense and really start to feel confident and feel good. There's a lot. And again, we talk about it in like the season opener, right? This is the kind of game you want heading into a big week where you win comfortably, you come away without injuries, but there's still a ton on tape that you can fix. And so yep. Texas has that opportunity. Texas has the opportunity to get those things, get right and head to OU again. This is going to be a pivotal game for them. And Texas is in a position like they were a year ago to put themselves at, in a solid footing for the, the conference championship race and also essentially eliminate OU from it in this game. And so if Texas isn't up for that, if Texas comes out and doesn't have the, have the fire, the grit, all those things, then 
we'll have a whole separate conversation later. But that's it for our post-game reaction. We'll be back on Tuesday with our full breakdown once we've had a chance to digest the game fully. Kyle, where can the good folks find you on the internet? You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Carpenter. You can also follow the Texas Pregamer at Texas Pregamer. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at GH Girdridge. Follow us. Find us in your podcast at wherever you like to get them under the Burnt Orange Nation podcast feed. We will be with you on Tuesdays for our full recap and Thursdays for our previews. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, hook them. It's 10-16. I know you still suck. I know you still sucks.